You're listening to episode number 39 of the Nurture Me podcast. As a holistic nutrition consultant, I am a firm believer in whole foods. And I think that as a society, especially in in North America, we tend to consume or overconsume sugar, refined sugar that is. And it can feel like an addictive substance for some of the people that I work with and some of the people that I don't work with. So that is why I think that it's this is a really important conversation to have to understand how we can quit binging on sugar specifically. And I'm excited to welcome our next guest, Maria Bonita, who is a holistic health and EFT practitioner that helps women get into alignment by healing their relationship with sugar and food. Uh, So welcome to the podcast, Maria. You're listening to the Nurture Me podcast, the only podcast that teaches you how to transform your physical and mental well-being so that you can feel your very best. We firmly believe that life is more than another diet. It's time to hear from the experts and support the self-love revolution. Here's your host, educator, nutrition and mindset coach, Jenna Lesnar. So what led you to a career in health and wellness? Oh, fantastic. Okay, so my journey, it was originally just a very personal journey. I started off just focusing on my own health. Um, I was someone who was struggling in many aspects. I was borderline obese, more or less, I could say. Um, I was completely hooked on sugar and processed foods. I have no idea of the, you know, like mind-body connection. I didn't think that existed. So I wasn't taking care of myself in any way, shape, or form. I was binge drinking as well. I was smoking cigarettes. I was taking, you know, like recreational drugs, like everything, ticking the, you know, ticking the boxes for the wrong reasons. And it wasn't until 2015 when my father passed away from lung cancer. It was like a wake up call. It's like, okay, he died at 50. You know, do I want to die young because I'm not taking care of myself? Because his was, you know, directly related to smoking. So I, and I was really struggling at university during that time. I was having panic attacks and stuff. I just wasn't taking care of myself. And I really didn't know that, <laughs> you know, that taking care of your health actually affected your life. I was just so blind to it. So I started doing just little things to improve, like on my personal journey. And then things just got really easy. So for me, my health was like the biggest obstacle in my life. I could never imagine, you know, it not being a struggle. I could never imagine things being easy. I could never imagine being someone that could work out and enjoy it. Like I really didn't think I could be that kind of person. And it started off as a personal thing. And once I realized that other women were still really struggling with this, especially struggling with their relationship with food and with sugar, I then started to get certified and study this so that I could, you know, actually help these people as opposed to just, cause you know, your personal journey is one thing, but then need some kind of certification something to be able to offer people tools that they could actually use in their own life so i've really focused i've really focused on alternative therapies such as eft tft energy healing because these are the things that have shifted things really fast for me you know like faster than mainstream options i love that eft has been a, a huge factor in my life and in the coaching that i do too so i love that it's those other modalities things that you wouldn't necessarily 
think about or it's not Mm -hmm. like the go-to method for a lot of people right so you mentioned sugar a bit what impact does sugar have on our health so I think everyone realizes everyone knows right that sugar causes diabetes you know weight gain like that kind of stuff I think we're all aware that sugar does that right um but some of the things I think people are not aware of is that sugar is also a stimulant similar to caffeine so a lot of us, we, we snack in the evenings, you know, we want sugary things in the afternoons, in the evenings, right? So that really affects a lot of people's sleep. And that is like a negative um, cycle because when you don't sleep enough, then you're more likely to crave sugar because you need that extra boost. So it, it, it's a really <laughs> a negative cycle. So I think people, when they focus on sugar affecting you, I, I encourage people to think about it in that way because you can see the immediate side rather than the long-term you know thing because we all we're all aware of those things they don't help us necessarily when we're focusing on a day-to-day basis with our relationship with it the other thing that sugar does to us which no one really talks about and that I like to share with people is that it it calcifies the pineal gland so you know when you're trying to develop a spiritual practice when you're trying to feel more centered and meditate and feel you know more connected to your emotions if you have a lot of sugar in your diet it it could throw that off it could throw off the meditation it could throw off these things and so that's important thing to mention that i also hear nobody (laughs) ever discussing so obviously yeah sugar has refined sugar i want to be clear that when i talk about sugar i'm not talking about fruits and things I'm, i'm talking about refined sugar the issue with refined sugar more than anything is that we just haven't evolved to be able to thrive off consuming it since World War II, it's been put into lots of our food and it, you know, that had a positive side because it was to preserve food, feed more people, you know, these are good things. But the knock-on effect is when we keep changing the structure of sugar, when we get things like high fructose corn syrup, these are just not natural things that we would be able to find in nature. Therefore, we just, just, we haven't evolved to thrive off them. They're just not, you know, for us necessarily on a regular basis. And yeah, so I think sugar can be very, very difficult for a lot of us, but I do believe that you can get to a healthy point because I personally believe that when you live in the world that we live in, especially if you live in cities, you can't avoid it all the time. There's no way that you're going to 100% be able to avoid it. But I think you can get to that healthy medium where you feel in control rather than it controlling you. You you made some really great points. And uh, I think that that immediate effect when someone can see a result from a dietary change immediately, if it's affecting their sleep or something to that regards, or if they do have a diagnosis of diabetes already, they may see that immediate change from Mm -hmm. removing or reducing refined sugar, right? So I think that that kind of hits the nail on the head that as in general, as humans, we need to see that almost that immediate reward for making a change, right? Otherwise, it doesn't stick the same as something that would be over long term, depending on what the motivating factor is, right? Yeah, definitely. I feel like when you when you can because this is my experience I used to consume a lot of sugar and when you consume a lot of sugar and you might not even be aware of it you can feel tired lethargic and a bit low energy and a bit bad regularly and when you are used to it you kind of don't realize there's an issue (laughs) so when you're used to feeling you know if you're used to waking up tired every day you can get to that point where you like think oh that's just you know what I'm like that's just because I have a stressful job it's just because of these things and then when you start um just sort of analyzing your diet and seeing the way it affects your energy you start to realize the difference and I think when you do that it becomes a lot easier because I know to sit 
and my clients notice that you know you can eat sugar one day but the next day you're going to feel a bit groggy and you're going to feel a bit tired and when you when you get that connection you can see the, the immediate effect it becomes way easier to make healthy choices for yourself on an individual personal basis day by day because you can feel the difference yeah of course i think that that is so important and a lot of people don't real they think what they're experiencing as normal when mm -hmm. it, it not necessarily just because it's common maybe for for them or their circle of of people that are surrounding them that doesn't mean that it's a a normal reaction to how you should feel i have a similar uh, background of i was obese i went through a dramatic weight loss and you know changed my diet drastically and at 24 years old, I just thought I was supposed to be tired all the time. <laughs> it wasn't until I stopped eating sugar and a lot of the other processed foods that I realized, oh, I don't have to feel it that way. It's not normal to feel that way, that I should feel energized from the food that I'm eating. And it took removing that from my diet in order to have that realization. So I think that that's huge. My other question is around the pineal gland. If you have been consuming a lot of sugar in your diet up until maybe this point until you hear this episode and you want to make a change. Does that kind of reverse that damage of calcification or is there other things that you can do if that is an issue? Yeah. I mean, it's not like an overnight thing and, it, and it's also very difficult to really like measure, you know, like to actually find out how far it is along. But the, you know, the more highly nutritious food that you eat, food like whole foods, foods that are, you know, packed with antioxidants, that's all going to be beneficial and that's all going to help. So there's always, you, I feel like, you know, you can always take a step forward, <laughs> no matter how long, how many years you've been in a certain way, eating a certain way, you can always take a step forward in a positive direction and it's always going to be beneficial to you. Yeah, I love that. So I often get asked about fruit sugar. Are certain types of sugar more dangerous than others? Oh, this is a good question. Okay. So, so depending who you speak to and depending which nutritionist you speak to and which professional you speak to, they're going to give you slightly different ideas or slightly different opinions. And that's because there's kind of two main schools of thought when it comes to sugar in fruits and when it comes to that kind of thing. So everyone would agree that refined sugars are not necessary in our diet and have no benefits to consuming them. Everyone. There's, there's no one that disagrees with that. <laughs> but then when it does come to fruit specifically, there's kind of two main schools of thought because at the end of the day, fructose from fruit in its whole form is different to fructose, like high fructose corn syrup or fructose that's been extracted because that hits your bloodstream a lot quicker. It doesn't have um, fiber and it. it doesn't have all that other stuff. The only difference here is that, for example, some people who believe that we should eat a more low carb diet would say that you want to be really careful with fruit. Whereas people that believe in like a whole foods plant-based diet would say, actually, you have, you could eat, you should eat tons of fruit. You should eat as much fruit as you want. And you should just be a bit more careful about how much fat you're consuming. So obviously, depending on, on who you speak to and which school of thought, they're going to give you a slightly different opinion about fruit. I love that you touched on both. I think that the, the question that I usually get around that is like, oh, I only can eat a half a banana, but I, you know, had a chocolate bar at in the afternoon. And I was like, I'd rather you just eat the whole banana. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it, 
I think that that's a really great point of like depending on someone's school of thought and, you know, recognizing that fruit does have other nutrients. It has fiber in it, right? So it doesn't seem to yeah, have. Yeah, it has tons of antioxidants. It has so many different things in there. Like there's no way we can start comparing fruits with donuts or with chocolates or with anything else. I mean, I'm personally pro fruit. I tell people <laughs> eat as much of it as you want. Like it's, it's highly nutritious, but I know some people get different be told different things i'm like no my nutritionist told me only eat half a banana i know some people who are diabetic are taught that way but there are both options so i just encourage you to look into both read into both find a specialist in both and see what really works for you yeah and i think at the end of the day that every body is different so you know someone who is maybe having blood sugar issues maybe that would be more of a concern for them but just going back to like how is food affecting your body, right? If you mm -hmm. feel tired after eating fruit, then maybe it's not the best option for you. Yeah. Uh, so what is sugar addiction? So this is another good question because there's also two schools of thought here. <laughs> so there's a lot of um, doctors who study it on a biological level that would say that sugar is addictive because refined sugar is addictive because it is um, a substance that has been made in a lab. It has... Um, there's a lots of candy companies, for example, that um, change sugar to make it smaller, to make it so fine that it hits your bloodstream quicker, right? So these kinds of sugar that has been modified, a lot of people would consider it to be something that is addictive. Other people would disagree and say sugar addiction isn't real. So the way I come towards this or the way I front this with my clients is what is more empowering to you? Because when I started my journey, the idea of the concept of sugar addiction was empowering to me because it felt like it explained what I was going through. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And that felt empowering to me at the time. So I, I used the word. I was like, yeah, I was addicted to sugar because that's what it felt like. And it made sense to me. However, now going along, perhaps the word addiction takes away the fact that you kind of have agency there. So sometimes the idea, the concept of being identifying as someone who's addicted to something makes it feel like you have no control. Oh, I'm addicted. I can't do anything about it. So I think that there, yeah, it depends what you believe. Some people also say that actually we can just be addicted to anything. You know, you could be addicted to TV, you could be addicted to shopping, you know, you could be addicted to absolutely anything. So sugar can be in there as well. So I think, yeah, there's, there's some people that say it is addictive. Some people that say it isn't addictive. I do think that we do have to be careful with things that have been manipulated so far from nature, just because on a biological sense, we're animals and, you know, things that have been manipulated past a certain extent and processed past a certain, past a certain extent, it'd be difficult for us to process Right. So yeah, I don't know. I think I've answered the question there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I would agree with that. And I think you're right that saying that that is an addiction almost takes away the responsibility of what you're putting in your body. Right. But again, I guess that would depend on the person of how they're relating to that. I don't want to call it a diagnosis, but like phenomenon, I guess. Um, yeah. And how they're identifying with it. If there's, if it's part of their identity, then maybe it's not as healthy of a term for them. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's very individual. It depends. Most of the people that I work with would say that they agree sugar is addictive, but they don't necessarily connect with the term of considering themselves a, a sugar addict. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Would you say that raw 
cane sugar falls into that same area of of sugar and having those effects on our bodies? Yes and no at the same time. <laughs> because raw cane sugar is probably a little bit better than refined processed sugars because it does have a little bit of nutritional value, but it's still is not I would not consider it a nutritious food. It's just a slightly better option than really processed refined sugars. Mm, great answer. So how can we get off the sugar train or what tools and methods have you found helpful in ending sugar binges? So, well, I take my clients through like a two month holistic process, but to kind of narrow it down, I'd say one is the first step that I would say to absolutely anyone who's like, okay, I want to make a change. Something isn't working for me is to really focus on mindful eating, regardless of what you're choosing to eat focus on mindful eating because a lot of the times the issue with sugar more than the sugar itself is that it leads to mindless eating and we tend to eat sugar watching tv uh, we tend to do it to avoid our emotions these kinds of things so i think whatever it is start with the mindful eating first and foremost secondly i would say rather than focusing on how to avoid sugar because it's you know a bit like law of attraction if you're always focusing on avoiding sugar you're just going to find it everywhere Focus on what you can add to your life. So one, what can you add to your diet that is going to fill you with energy, that's going to make you feel good? Because a lot of times we eat sugar as well because it's a quick energy source. So what can you add to your diet that's going to fill you with energy, that's going to feel good? Secondly, what can you add to your life that is going to bring you more enjoyment, more fun, more happiness? Because one of the things that I see a lot of the times when we're overeating and we're binging, maybe consuming too much sugar, it's because we're not living our purpose and we're not living aligned and we're not living for ourselves and we're ignoring all of these things. So a lot of times you have a really bad day at work or you had a long day at work that you didn't enjoy. And the the one thing that you have to look forward to is something nice to eat, right? And people need, we need to change that. We need to change that. Food can't be our only source of joy. And for a lot of people that is, you have to find other things that make you feel good, that are fun, that are enjoyable, right? It doesn't mean leaving your job and running away, but find something and I also say to people as well find something you can add to your day that's going to give you mental clarity whether that be meditation whether that be a bit of yoga something that is going to ground you and give you mental clarity so you're not feeling scattered and that's the other thing because when we're feeling all over the place and we're feeling scattered we don't connect to our body and we're not going to make those positive decisions for ourselves so I think That would be kind of my first go-to things to focus on if anyone is feeling kind of overwhelmed and feeling like they want to shift things with sugar. Those are some great, great tools that people can get started with right now on their own. And can you tell listeners more about the work that you do with clients? I'm assuming it's online, most of it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a two-month program called Sugar Consciousness. Specifically, I work with women. And it has four main components. So we focus on the mindset around sugar, specifically learning to see it as something that is neutral. Because when we see it as something that's bad, even though we know it has negative health consequences, it tends to increase the binging, that black and white thinking is bad. It tends to increase binging. Secondly, we focus on emotions. And this is where we bring in tools like EFT that we mentioned to find out okay, why, what are the root causes here? For a lot of people, it's related to things like diet culture, traumas from the childhood, perceived or genuine lack growing up around food or around sweets and stuff like that. The other thing that we do as well is that we look at cycle syncing. Because a lot of time with women, they struggle with cravings, especially pre-menstruation. 
And there's a lot of things that you can do in terms of your lifestyle and cycle to kind of minimize that when you align with it. The last thing that I like to do with clients is really focus on how you can get sweetness straight from food, straight from plants without needing to rely on refined sugars. There's lots of different ways that you can use fruits to sweeten food. You can use sweet spices. You can roast vegetables. There's so many things that you can do. So I think it's a it's a four um, kind of main components putting it together. And it's just been a really, really successful program that was kind of what sparked my business really. Now it's my signature program. That's awesome. It sounds very comprehensive if looking at how sugar really affects all aspects of our lives and how to, you know, really reduce that. So if anyone wants to get in contact with you and learn more about that program, where can they find you? You can find me at the Vida Bonita on pretty much all platforms. Just, yeah, send me a DM. I'm always at the end of the message for anyone. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for uh, chatting with me about sugar today, Maria. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me on here, Jenna. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you're feeling empowered with this information to nurture your own body, mind, and spirit. Did you love the episode as much as I did? And if you did, be sure to share this with me by leaving a review or taking a screenshot of the episode, sharing it on Instagram with your biggest insights, and be sure to take me. If you aren't already following me on social media, come join me on Instagram at Simply Nurtured for daily inspiration or check out my website, simplynurtured.ca. And I really want to make sure that you know that you're supported on your journey. If you have not already joined my incredible free library of resources that include recipes, meal plans, mindset workbooks, webinars, challenges, a Facebook group, community, and free trainings, head over to simplynurture.ca and select free library in the menu to get on this exclusive free content. And be sure to share that link with your friends and enjoy. We'll see you in the next episode.